3: Five. There's no etiquette
4: to texting. There's no book of how to do it right or wrong. But no, according, it's a
2: free-for-all, honestly.
4: According to Jess, though, there is definitely a way to do it wrong, mm-hmm. <laughs> and apparently I'm doing it. Yes. What's the issue?
2: Uh, something that upsets me so much that Kramer does when it comes to texting is instead of sending a message that has all the information of what he wants or what he needs or what he has to say, he sends a text, like a, a quote-unquote greeting text that'll say, yo, or or hey. And I'm like, what do you need from me? Like, what is it? Like, what can I help you with? And uh-huh. and so he'll send that text. And if I don't see it right away, that text could have been sent like 24 minutes ago, and he won't say anything after mm. that. So he just sends the initial text. <laughs> it's so annoying. And I'm like, What? What's happening? Like just so tell me what's going I, on.
4: With my with my close friends, which I consider just to be one, mm-hmm. I I put I will send a opener text. Of like, hey, it's a little pleasantries. Hey, how you doing? For what? You know, hi. Because then I know I've like we're, we're here to like engage in a conversation. I'm pretty much around my phone all the time, right? Uh-huh. So what I don't want is I don't want to like just send you a text and then like, I don't know. It just doesn't feel pleasant. Like when you answer your what phone. Are you ta- texting
2: like, isn't pleasant.
4: Let's say when you call me, okay? When you call me, you're not just like, hey, I need to know what exactly what you're doing tonight because I don't really know what the plan is. Blah blah blah. No, you start with a pleasantry, right? Like so, if I were to call you right now, Jess, the first thing you would say is what? Hello. Okay.
2: And, and I, then you would be like, Hey, can you? No. No. Yes, huh? No. Okay, because here's my thing. The reason why people text is because it gets straight to the point. Because they don't want a phone call. Because I think a phone call is more intimate, where you can actually have a conversation. So for me, I'm like, if you're gonna text me, just give me the meat and potatoes right away. So I'm not wondering if so this you- is an emergency, like something bad. That's my thing. I don't like to know. I don't. I don't like to be waiting. If this is a good or a bad test. So text. you get
4: worried when I just say, hey. Exactly. i like, what's going to come next? Because if-
2: I have no way of knowing if this is going to be pleasant or not. Because <laughs> honestly, both have happened and it frustrates me. You
4: want the whole thing all at once. Yes. Okay. How do you feel about that? Are you a texter that... What's well, put a pleasantry first, or do you put everything out there? Like, or do you just like here is everything exactly what I need to uh-huh. need? Because I think I have friends that do it both ways. Friends that do it like me, like hey, what's up, and you kind of go back and forth, and then you get to the point. Right. Or there's people that will send one text
2: for no reason, or or like hey, can I ask you a question? I'm like, just
4: ask me the question. Do <laughs> it.
2: What do you want from me? <laughs>
4: um. Or how about this? How about this text etiquette rule? How does this make you feel? Mm. Do you like people that send one long text, mm-hmm. or do you? like people that break their thoughts down into sentences that's what you
2: do you're like hey um anyways that's (laughs) that's the
4: next thing that i'll do so let's just say that i'm like okay so i'll start with hey or yo hey yo "Mm -hmm." whatever and then they'll respond i'll be quick question next text what are you doing on june 13th exactly next text i really want to go see this concert Next text. Do you want to go see it? Question mark? Because to me, I read so much easier that
2: way. Oh, like so it's if, for you. If
4: you send me this a This all long, makes sense.
2: So this is all for you. I promise
4: you sometimes I'll look down at a text message and I'll be like, I don't have time to read that right now. That's so if it's selfish. Like, if it's like four, more than four lines. You're the problem. I'll literally look at that <laughs> and be like, I'm not. <laughs> what? I'm not doing that right now. No, I'm not, one and done, baby. Just you let me, me know it, what's up. If you break it down into separate text. Ugh. So it's not just one long
2: text. No,
4: I promise you, I'll respond so much faster. So your person, you'll just send one long thought. You won't break up your thoughts into separate like lines of text.
2: One hundred percent. Wow. Hi, Ren from Glen Burnie. Good morning. Good morning, Ren. the opener text. It's nice. It's polite, right? It's annoying. It's it's wasting my time. <laughs> See,
5: I go both ways because I have my mom who will text me like you, and it's hey. And then, like minute later, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, no.
2: Get to the point. Wait, how, how, how old
4: is your mother, by the way? Uh,
2: my mother is
5: sixty three.
4: Okay, sixty three years old. Okay. Uh, so, so she right? So she's sending
2: bit and everything like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: So, so she will do it that way. Does that drive you crazy when she starts with the pleasantry text?
5: Kind of. She's gonna be like, "Okay, mom." Like, she'll text me in the middle of the day when I'm at work, and I'm like, it's mm-hmm. the point. I, I need the short and sweet." My husband's the same way. If it's gonna be more than like four sentences in a text, he's like, "Just pick up the phone and call me." Because yes, it's so much easier to get the information across, and that way you can have the conversation if you need a back and forth. Mm-hmm.
4: But don't you if love you it when your friends?
5: Hey, I've got a concert. You can go in a short text. You can go. Hey, concert June twelfth. Do you want to go? Perfect.
4: I just feel like it loses the personal aspect of it. Like, no. I'm talking to my friends
2: here. It's, it's, yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to but explain us- to him. Because for me, it's like, it's either going to be good or bad. And I don't want a hey or a yo or a what's up. Like, just tell me what's going on. Tell me what you need. Or if you want the personal interaction, you should just call me. Because I feel like texting within itself is the least personal thing on the planet.
4: Hey, John from Baltimore. Good morning. Hey, Kramer.
2: What do you think? I mean, is it is it
4: is it a, a welcome text? Do you have to set the table, set the pleasantries or, first,
2: or or should you just send everything in one text and cut through the you know what?
5: <laughs> yeah, you just cut through the you know what. I have a three text limit okay. with somebody. If it's more than three texts, then you need
4: to call me. So you mean yes, back and forth? Yes. You mean you mean if it needs more than a back and forth exchange? I love that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Now, why? I why not? Why not? Well, who cares if it takes five texts to get to the point? Who cares? Tell him why, John. Because if it's that
1: important, then it, it needs to be a phone call. Absolutely. Wow.
2: I, I I, you and I are wired the same because I would rather talk to somebody on the phone. You know and One, I think it's more convenient. And two, I think, like, texting is just so annoying to me that I agree with you. I don't want to be like, like, text one, text two, text three. It's like, just talk to me.
5: And then the text message, you can mean it one way and they can take it the other, take it a totally
4: different way. Absolutely. Text I don't know. I'll, I'll be okay. down with pleasantries for life, baby. Pleasantries for life. It's not
2: a pleasantry. You know, it's like, unnecessary. Like, set it up.
4: Be nice to people, baby. No, it's more of a pain. Okay, there you go. John, <laughs> <laughs> have a great week, okay? Thanks. Gather around, friends. I'm going to uh, offer you a seat It's something that I call the singles table.
1: Hey, you're now sitting at the singles table. <gasps> now with Kramer mix
2: 1065 it
4: uh it blows people's minds when they find out that i'm single
2: what yes no way
4: they are uh this disturbed Mm-mm. they're disturbed by that fact uh, yes i am i am a single man been divorced now for f- over 4 years by the way my mom wrote down my divorce anniversary date in her calendar. She reminded me like my finalized date. She's like, oh, by the way, I'm like, why would you write that down on your calendar?
2: Because it's your mom and that's such a nancy-ancy thing to do.
4: But I bring you the the news from the single world. Today, there's a uh, discussion on Reddit talking about the first date tips that you wish everyone knew. Okay. Because first dates are awkward, man. They're hard. They're weird.
2: Uncomfortable.
4: So just going on to Reddit, this is a a subreddit or a discussion on Reddit, which is, what first date tips do you wish everyone knew? Let's go through some of these and see if we agree, okay? Okay. Number one, don't be late. And if you are, send an apologetic text with your ETA as soon as you know.
2: A hundred percent. You agree? Yeah. Tardiness on a first date without warning or without any explanation. One, you're gonna make someone have anxiety thinking that you're gonna be a no-show, and they're gonna get stood up. Like, just communicate.
4: Just tell me. Yes. But most people, by the way, no, they don't. They're rolling 15 minutes late. That's so messed up. I was just thank you for the anxiety attack for the last half an hour.
2: It says go
4: in prepared to pay the at least for half the meal.
2: I think you have to go in prepared. (laughs) I'm not saying that's what should happen, but I'm saying you should be mentally prepared to do that. Do women agree with that, though?
4: Listen, I go in as a man 100% expecting to pay for that bill. And
2: love that for you. But just in case someone is not in that situation, I think you just have to mentally prepare that you may have to do that. There would be no second date, I feel like. It's a red flag.
4: Which is so sad to me. Not here nor there. Um, there's just so many good ones on here. How about pick a place that's easy to leave at any time? Basically, this person on Reddit says don't get caught up in like a long dinner or a movie or something because, like, if you're not feeling it, go to like a coffee shop, a bar to where, like, if you're not feeling it, boom, you're out.
2: That's safe. I never thought about it that way, but that's true.
4: I get myself into the longest dates. Why? I don't even know. Yeah,
2: is going to a movie like a bad first date because then you gotta sit next to someone also in silence?
4: Not not a good choice. But yeah. even like a dinner. A dinner with somebody you're not feeling, there's nothing more excruciating. So something kind
2: of quick and easy as far as yes. like analyze. I'm
4: trying and I'm trying to get better about that because I always want to like wine and dine. And let me take you out for all these adventures and like the first it's it's
2: It's too much too soon. Yeah,
4: let's just meet and for a cup of coffee and get up. Okay. Uh uh how about this one? Don't bring up past relationships. Even if it's to tell them how much better they are than your ex. Do you feel like you should not mention relationships at all? Because that feels weird to me. Like so are you telling me that I'm supposed to walk into a first date and, and like not mention that I was ever married? Because I feel like that would be a red flag if I didn't mention
2: mm-hmm. that
4: I was married before then like well you just didn't mention that wife you had for a decade?
5: This
2: I don't think this is a like a yes or no answer. Which is annoying, but I do think that you should mention that you're divorced, but maybe not, like, go deep into the (laughs) situation.
4: Do do you know what she did to me? Right.
2: You're like, maybe don't pull up the receipts (laughs) and just save that for later.
4: Like, what in the actual F? (laughs) Like, legitimately, what in the actual F is going on right now? There are some stories that we come across. I mean, 90% of the news, it's it's crazy, it's chaotic. And there's, like, this 10% of news that I'm like, what? Today... In dog news.
1: Today in dog news.
4: Yeah, we're the, uh, we're the radio station brave enough to talk about dog news. And other the stations don't cover it. They don't cover it. You don't hear a lot of dog news segments. But dogs are the greatest creatures on the face of the earth.
2: Yeah, nobody else does it. It's rude, actually. I think so.
4: I love dogs. I've got a five-pound chihuahua that's a love of my life, Kiki. And um, that just... I have such a soft spot in my heart that when I see stories like this, I'm like, what? Let me take you over to North Carolina today. There's a dog that got dumped at one of their local shelters, a North Carolina animal shelter. After his owner saw him humping another male dog (laughs) and said he was gay.
2: Don't dogs just do that to each other? Jessica. Don't they?
4: Yes, I did a little bit of research just to clear this up. According to the ASPCA, mounting and thrusting can be a part of just normal play between pets. And it's not really a sign of their sexuality whatsoever. But also,
2: who cares? (laughs) Like, who cares?
4: It's literally their way of showing dominance, in a sense. Okay. So, this 50-pound dog, his name is Fesco, is currently, it's a Stanley County Animal Protective Services shelter. East of Charlotte. And the shelter's asking her volunteers to house Fesco until he's adopted. Shelter says he's friendly. Likes other animals, obviously. Pets and people. It's like the perfect dog. But because this dog owner saw their male dog humping another dog, they legitimately
1: got rid of him.
5: Ooh, are you still mad?
1: Want an apology?
2: Or is yours long overdue? Forgive and Forget with Kramer and Jess. Listeners, reach out to us when they want to give an apology to someone or when they need to demand an apology from somebody else. This is uh,
4: Julia, Julia from Reisterstown. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Good morning. So are we going to ask for forgiveness or demand an apology today? My cousin uh, needs to apologize
0: for not coming to my wedding, so this Stupidest reason.
5: Oh.
4: Okay, and and what's so? What's the reason?
0: I, you know, I did the invites a while ago. My wedding is now only two weeks away. Um, well, congratulations! So. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations! <laughs> by the way, thank you, thank you. very excited. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I never heard from my cousin, which is so strange, uh, Melanie. And uh, so I followed up with a text, just like casually, you know, like saying, "Hey, are we gonna?" expect you and your husband and she just simply said like no can't make
4: it like that was it
2: what the hell in a text yeah in a text
0: which is you know, pretty rude. Right? Uh, we don't. We
4: don't know your relationship. Like, are you guys close?
0: Yeah, we're totally close. We're very close. And but I, the, the sad thing is, I know exactly why she texted that and why she's not coming, and it's so stupid. What is it? So, like a while back, she and her husband hosted a, a, a Super Bowl party, and me and my fiance, we already had plans to go with his friend to his party, and so we couldn't. We didn't make it, and she has been. So salty ever since that we didn't go to her party. Like even my mom like has said to me, like you know, Melanie is like still so upset about that. And I just over a Super Bowl party. So it's so embarrassing. Like oh what?
2: Well, that's,
4: and that's gotta. I mean, if you guys have been close, that that, that would kind of hurt my feelings, to be honest with you. If if ah, thank you. Petty over a Super Bowl party. Like, yeah,
2: it's just. I mean, come on. And also, this is your fiance. You guys are gonna have to split time between family and friends. Like, why would... Has she just been, like, ghosting you since?
0: Yeah, well, basically. And then, like, or she'll just respond if she has to, like, in family matters, but it's very cold. But she never... But she
4: never gave you... But she never specifically said when you asked why she couldn't make it. She never said because the Super Bowl party... No. She's like passive like that. Okay, and let me let me just before we before we we I just want to make sure that we're clear here, you would like her to come to your wedding. I would
0: love her to come. It'd be so like honestly it'd be one of those things where I'd be thinking about her not being there.
4: Like okay. yeah. we go yeah. way back. It's, it's, yeah. Okay, this is this has been going on since Super Bowl Sunday.
2: This is a problem.
4: I think we need to squash this.
2: Like we're about to start a new season, like let's get it together. <laughs> yeah so this
4: is how this works is that we did reach out to Melanie and Melanie uh, the way we do this every week by the way just if you're new to this segment is we just say hey listen we host this radio show we have this segment called Forgive and Forget there's somebody that wants to bring you on the air because they either want to apologize for something or they would like to ask an apology from you are you willing to come on we never tell them who it is so Melanie has agreed to come on, but she does not know. She doesn't know what this is about. So at least maybe the Super Bowl party is not like the first thing in her forefront. That's, I guess, the good news. But, I mean, will, after she hears this whole thing from Julia's perspective, will she be willing to basically forgive and forget and move yeah. on and, you know, and actually attend the wedding, which would be the goal of the whole time. So, Julia. Yeah. Just do me a favor, though. Don't say anything until okay. we let her know that it's you that's on the phone, okay? Okay, cool. Okay. Got it. Then, let me get on. Uh, this is Melanie. Hi, Melanie. Hey. Good, good morning. morning. Thank you again for doing this. We appreciate it. No, of course. Did you, uh, anybody that comes to mind that you think might want to bring you on a radio segment like this? No. No. Okay. Well, then, let's explain. Uh, the person that wanted to bring you on here today is uh, your cousin, Julia. Julia.
0: Hey, um, yeah, I'm just basically wondering why you won't come to my wedding because of the Super Bowl party that I didn't go to. I just don't get it. You think I'm not coming to your wedding because of a... Of a Super Bowl party.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so... Julia shared with us the, the situation with the Super Bowl party, how you've just been kind of distant, and yeah. even telling other family members that that was an issue for you. Well,
0: yeah, no, I thought it was really obnoxious, but that is not why I'm not coming to your wedding. You, you're not allowing my kids to come to your wedding. What do you mean? I, I mean I, it's not that I'm not allowing your kids. I'm, it's a, it's a no-kids wedding. A lot of people do it. We just want it to be just adults so we can focus on having fun. You know... That Jeff and Charlie love you and they want to see you get married. It's also, what am I going to do? I'm going to pay 200 bucks for childcare, and then are we going to stay overnight? Because what if we drink? There's a big salve. Hang on, hang I that on. A lot hang of hang people on. do this for weddings. Uh, okay. You're my cousin. You should be crying. I know, to but you me. were at my, my wedding. wedding. I was at your wedding. Yeah. Okay,
4: okay, 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 okay. So, Melanie, are you taking this? It almost sounds like you're taking this personally.
0: She should know better. She should know that there are members of our family that have kids, and they should be allowed to come to your wedding. That's my choice as a bride. And like, honestly, frankly, Melanie, your kids—if you—if they were well, better, well-behaved, like it would be a non-issue. But they would just be running around and be little parents. Oh, like, I don't like oh that. Anyway. Are you
4: so? Are you kidding me? Do wait, you no, know I'm not. No, hang on. Is, is, so, is this personal or is it not? Like, now I can't. Is it?
0: Oh, clearly it is. And you it joke up on the radio. Oh, I cannot wait for the family to hear this. I cannot oh, wait. You, you know what? what? Okay. I, love I don't,
4: okay. Color. Okay, now this I is, don't hang on, think no, 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 no. no. Y'all, what? I think there's something here that, we're, that we are missing. Yeah. Because this is not how two cousins would speak to each other unless there was something else behind the scenes here. Honestly, this literally just has to do with the fact that that you are you feel like that your your children should be able to come to her wedding?
0: Absolutely and also it's really expensive. I think it's obnoxious <laughs> but that you're not thinking about the parents and what we have to do with the kids and how much money and effort I'm is sorry, involved. I'm sorry. You had you had a destination wedding. Talk about selfish. That costs so much okay. money. So you just making this stupid. Okay, uh,
4: listen. This, this is deeper terrible. than I think we're going to be able to solve in a yeah. five-minute radio segment. Yeah. Um, Melanie, like, are you able to push past all this? abide by whatever she mean for it being her wedding because it is her wedding at the end of the day
2: i think like what was said obviously i think that's something that you guys need to discuss off the air as family but at the end of the day it is her wedding and that's something that she and her fiance want to do like can you push past that and be there for one of the biggest days in your cousin's life uh after this absolutely not i think that there is You reached out
0: to me thinking it was about a Super Bowl party. I think there's something deeper going on with you and the fact that you would air dirty laundry I'm, I'm not
4: going to take this. this. I'm and really say not. Negative I'm not going to be over please. about my children. Can we be done? I'm over this. Can we just like end this? Uh, this uh, it's, it's I'm really. <laughs> <pissed off. laughs> it's your segment. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think we're going to be able to get anywhere today.
2: So that's yeah. No, that's probably no. for the best. Not with that attitude. Like, what in the hell just happened? That was so uncomfortable. I felt like I mean I just ugh I was not ready for that.
4: I feel like we got to be missing something here. We never got anywhere. Like, it never ended with a conclusion. They're both still, I think, madder than ever. Right. But, like, do you think it's rude? Do you think it's rude to say that no kids can come to my wedding? To have, like, an adults-only wedding? Is that, or is that rude? The last wedding I went to, the one I went to in Florida back in January, that mm-hmm. was an adults-only wedding.
2: Kind of liked it. I don't think it's rude. I think it's completely up to the bride and groom, and I think everyone should just let them do what they want to do. I don't think anyone needs to take it personally, and I do not think it's rude if they choose to do that. But
4: let's go... Let's take this... Now, imagine for a second you have kids, and that somebody in your family was getting married. Because I'm thinking like friend to friend. Totally. Let's go family now. Yeah. And then I, I guess I can imagine that... If my kids would have been left out of the any all the kids, but I would probably take it somewhat personal, I guess.
2: Which you shouldn't because it's adult only, not your kids not allowed. But I'm sure, I'm on sure the my invitation. kids
4: would want to go to go see their family get married. So then it's kind of like I guess it is kind of a bummer because of that, you know. I mean again, it's your wedding, you can do what you want. Right. But I mean, not saying that it's that doesn't mean if it's right or wrong to exclude kids from wedding in general.
2: Yeah. I I don't see the issue with it to be honest and I feel I think again with the situation that just happened there is deeper I, drama than we be. know of but when it comes to is it rude to have an adult only wedding I don't think it's rude. Okay.
4: What did you lose and where did you find it? 410-583-1065 I find these stories always so fascinating, and this one comes courtesy of one of your neighbors right here in Maryland. Do you have a story? Jesse? let me tell it.
2: So her name is Becky Beckman, and yep. she was having some issues with her toilet last week, and it kept making this like banging noise, and so she and her husband plunged the toilet, and then they end up finding her iPhone that she literally could not find over 10 years ago. <laughs> And she lost it on Halloween, and she had no idea where it was. She thought it vanished and ended up buying a new phone, but it was actually in the pipes for the last 10 years.
4: For 10 years, your neighbor, Becky Beckman, had no idea what happened to her iPhone. Now, I'm assuming that this was Halloween night 2012. Let's all take ourselves to Halloween night 2012, okay?
2: Yeah, yeah, Probably yeah. Probably a few drinks yeah.
4: in us. Yeah. So, you know, she wakes up the next day. She's like, what, what did I do with my phone? Where would it go? But for 10 years. It was there. She had no idea what happened to this phone.
2: By the way, the story is trending like everywhere. Everywhere
4: right now. <laughs> yeah, But I think it happens probably to all of us. So what did you lose? And then where did you find it? And I'm kind of curious how long that took. Some some it may be instantly. It may have been somewhere super weird. Yeah. Others, you may have taken a long time like Becky. Let me give you one that honestly was the most frightening thing I've ever lost. Jess, my ex-wife was cooking dinner one night. She looks down. She goes, oh my God, where's my engagement ring? That's from we're engaged. We're like, oh no, and that's the worst. So you know, that's, that's a lot of money. We start flipping over couches. We start going through all kind of stuff, just trying to like figure out where could this ring be? Where could it go? Day goes by, still have no idea. I happen to tell the story on the radio. This was God, twenty two thousand nine, I think. And we, um, a listener calls in and said, "Did you check the trash can?" And we were like, "Why in the world?" Would a ring be in the trash can?
2: Fell off her hand.
4: I have no idea. To this day, I have literally no idea how it got there. But my ex-wife's engagement ring fell off her fingers. It somehow got into the trash can. Luckily, we didn't take the trash out.
2: Oh, my gosh.
4: But, like, think how much that would have been. Think how much money that would have been thrown. in. I never would have thought. I never in a million years yeah. would have thought to look in the trash can if it wasn't for a listener just happened to call in the radio show I was doing at the time. Mm-hmm. So crazy to me. Just unbelievable. If you've got a story for us, we really want to hear it. What did you lose, and then where did you find it? 410-583-1065. Hi, Mix. Good morning. Who's this? Hi, this is Danielle. Hello, Danielle. Tell us, uh, what did you lose, and where did you find it?
0: So I lost a debit card about five years ago, <sighs> and I couldn't find it anywhere. And I let my sister... Um, take my old apartment couches to her college apartment. And a few months ago, she actually called me and said that
2: she found my debit card in the couch. <laughs> You're so, lying. Dude, those couches can yeah. be tricky sometimes. <laughs> no. Those
4: can be super tricky sometimes. That's yeah. funny. So so now, that can you go back to that night of possibly when you lost your debit card now that you know in hindsight? Right. Yeah, I'm like, you know what? I
0: would have never thought I would have been in the couch. Like, I... I definitely flipped through the entire couch, and I flipped through, like, the entire apartment. But you're going so fast. Never... Yeah. Yeah, I, like, went crazy, and so I ordered a new one and everything. Yeah, and of course. I get a call from my sister and her
5: friends saying, oh, my God, yeah, we, we found, found this in the couch. Five years later. That's five years. So wow, five funny. years.
4: That's a good one. Hey, Lindsay in Middle River, good morning. Hey. Okay, tell us, well, what did you lose, and where did you
5: find it? I also lost an engagement ring, but a uh, little context. The engagement ring with my best friend, who's passed earlier. I got married on a Wednesday at the courthouse. So on Tuesday it's raining cats and dogs, right? Okay. I had to pick up my father from the hospital. We go to chaps Pippy because hospital food sucks, right? Yes. Uh-huh. And then uh, so I drop them off. I go to get ready for my wedding the next day. Paint my nails and says etc. Right? Yes. Well, then my ring's off. I can't find it. We tear my house apart, my father's house apart. Finally, midnight rolls around and I've admitted defeat. I'm pregnant and I'm starving. I didn't eat my entire family. Oh. And
4: this so is right before. That? This is literally right before your wedding day.
5: Right before my that's, so, I'm that's, that's very disappointing. Me and my husband are looking at each other, and we're going, this is a huge sign for my best friend that I shouldn't get married because we lost Yeah, this. maybe. Possibly. So my pregnant <laughs> butt is so hungry, I'm going to finish my cat's sandwich, and I'm crying because I'm so sad I lost this friend. <laughs> yeah. I open it up and stuck to the sandwich bread in the foil. One physically on the sandwich, Fred, was my engagement rate. No. <laughs> how, in the hell, how in the hell did that happen? I guess because Chad's is so slippery with all the delicious sauces, it must have slipped right out when I was wrapping it up. What kind oh of sandwich was this? And you know what? When we opened it, it was right in front of a picture of my best friend smiling, and we both took that as a sign. Wow, that's it. a cool story. Aww. That's a cool story.
4: I love that story. Thank you so much for calling us. You. 410-583-1065. stacy good morning. Uh, what did you lose and where did you find it?
0: Good morning. My son brought
4: his pet snake down in a shoe because he said the shoe's a nice dark snake. <gasps> <place. gasps> Ew! Wait, okay, wait, wait, Okay. a snake pet. So this was, you knew, obviously you knew this was, a, it wasn't like he just found a snake on the side of the road. Like you knew this he is obviously his had pet. a snake.
2: No, this was his pet. Okay. Oh my gosh, you're such a good mom for letting him have that, by the way. Yes. I could never. Okay.
4: <laughs> So, but it, now it gets lost.
0: Yes, he forgot about the shoe. He put it on a table, and <laughs> the
2: oh snake got it.
4: <laughs> my God.
2: <laughs> Ew, okay. No. I,
4: first off, that's got to be the most terrifying thing ever. Like, so you're like, you where never is the where snake?
2: Gonna... Where could it be? Well,
4: before you tell us where you found it, how long was the snake lost for?
5: about, well, twelve hours. Twelve, 12 hours? Absolutely Jess, not. No, thank you. In not in my house.
4: Okay, where is? Where did you find the snake?
5: In the back of the fireplace, no. which had been on, so uh, it was nice and warm. Wait, was it dead? <laughs> no, no,
2: no, it was alive, it was
4: alive. Thanks it was alive, but that. it just, wow. Oh, no. my God. that's... I yeah. don't know
2: why that makes me want to cry. I'm so just, scared. Okay,
4: so here's what I imagine to make the situation worse: the snake catches on fire, then starts coming after you. Even worse, a yeah. fiery snake, Oh, my even gosh, worse.
2: that's crazy. Back of the
4: fireplace. Huh? Mom of the year
2: is Stacy right here.
3: Toyota let's go places searching for a parenting podcast you'll actually
0: want to listen to one that covers everything from how to deal with picky eating how to grieve a pregnancy loss and how to not hate your partner after having kids well your
3: new favorite podcast after bedtime with big little feelings is here hosted by two bffs this is a no shame parenting podcast listen to and follow after bedtime with big little feelings on the free odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts